0: Welcome back everybody to In The Loop. Hello and welcome to In The Loop, the jewelry industry's number one podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Stuart Blessman and I'm the Director of Digital Marketing at Punchmark. This week we are joined by Sarah, Punchmark's Art Director. Our conversation is all about design. We talk about emerging design trends for jewelry stores and their websites, We talk about social, how design can impact your brand's perception. And we even talk about how the design on your website impacts your SEO and your Google rankings. It's a wide ranging conversation that we get into a lot of, you know, niche stuff, but at the same time, there's many key takeaways you can use to improve how you're marketing both your products and your business through modern design. Thank you again for joining us. We look forward to talking with you at some of the upcoming trade shows, and please enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Punchmark, the jewelry industry's favorite website platform. Whether you're looking for better e-commerce performance, business growth, or campaigns that drive traffic and sales, Punchmark's website and marketing services were made just for you. It's never too late to transform your business with a user-friendly, point-of-sale integrated website platform designed for growth and results. Sign up for your free demo today at punchmark.com. While you're enjoying this week's episode, take a moment and leave us a star rating on the Spotify mobile app, or if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a star rating and a review. It's the best way to help us grow and to show that you're really enjoying the show. Thanks. And now, back to the show. welcome to another episode of in the loop my name is stuart i'm the director of digital marketing at punchmark and i'm joined today by sarah Punchmark's art director
1: hello how are you doing today
0: doing well it's been a been an interesting week we already kicked off the trade shows and it's been exciting talking to a lot of jewelry store owners
1: nice yeah that sounds awesome
0: oh yeah and one of the big topics that have come up in a lot of different conversations, whether somebody looking for a new website or a marketing client looking to kind of accelerate things is what are the current design trends? What are some of the new changes that are happening in the world of internet design, web design that are helping jewelry stores nowadays?
1: Yeah, let's get right into it. Um, I love talking about design trends and just researching and looking up what's been happening this year, what to look forward to. It's all very interesting. The first design trend is nostalgia and the Y2K aesthetic, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) which is interesting because nostalgia trends historically run in a 40-year cycle. So this is very fast. It's only been 23 years, but the Y2K aesthetic includes retro typefaces, pixelated fonts and images. I don't really know how to feel about that one (laughs) (laughs) or custom cursors. Personally, I would just take one design element and interpret it in a more modern way to make your design call back to a specific era without feeling overly themed.
0: So what about the nostalgia has been impacting people the most? It, It is interesting that it's coming around so quickly. This trend seems to be kind of like growing. What is it specifically people are leaning in toward with it?
1: I think people maybe it was because of the pandemic and they were just looking back toward old memories and nostalgia and those types of graphics made them feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um but I'm noticing it all over Instagram and um TikTok just Really bright colors and shapes and flowers, but it's, it's very interesting. And it, I'm interested to see if it can go into jewelry. Um, I don't think I've seen any jewelry stores doing it yet. Um, definitely clothing stores or online stores. Um, they've been picking up this trend, but yeah.
0: On the marketing side, we've seen a number of stores have increased sales with vintage jewelry, so it'll be interesting to see if that trend continues on the jewelry front as well as the design front.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the design of the jewelry. <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay, so the second one, um, this one's really interesting. Illustrations with dimensionality, like clay morphism, which is a very odd word, and 3D illustrations. Mm. Um, if you look into the past years, flat illustrations have dominated for quite a while. Uh, if you think about our icons on our phones, they're all flat. Whereas clay morphism <laughs> gives the viewers illustrations that feel tactile and real. And a lot of web users may have a strong emotional attachment to claymation effects after growing up with films like Wallace and Grummet or Coraline. Interesting. Did you watch Wallace and Gromit growing up? Oh yeah, me too.
0: I watched Wallace and Gromit. I was a big fan of Coraline when it came out. Um, love everything Neil Gaiman. So yeah,
1: yeah. So that's really interesting because um, we've seen a lot of those flat people designs. Even I think on Punchmark's website, we have a couple people that are flat illustrations. So maybe we'll have to change to clay looking (laughs) (laughs) or clay morphism. That's such an odd word, but. (laughs) Interesting. All right. And then the third trend, loading animations. So when you go to a website, there's a quick loading screen. It could have a cute little circle, something dancing. Um, They've made a huge comeback. And I think that's something quick and easy that jewelers could add to their websites just to add a little.
0: Almost like having a like a little diamond rotating or something like that?
1: Yeah, just to add a little personality, and then the user doesn't mind waiting that one second for your website to load. And the next one is meaningful micro animations and interactions. Um, you have probably have seen this, so... Say when you hover over a button and it changes, that's a micro interaction and that lets the user know, oh, you can probably click here. So we're used to a lot of ones like that. Mm. Um, But there's also more that have been popping up. Uh, These may guide the user through the website. They may hint at the right direction, where to go. And they also provide visual feedback, like the button example. Um, And they make crucial navigation elements more prominent.
0: Nice. On the marketing side, I've definitely seen many stores and websites have like personalization and customization. So if you know a little bit about who's visiting the website, you can subtly tailor certain things to them to give them a better experience.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And then we have inclusive design as a trend, um, take into Taking into account each user's perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences such as age, gender, race, ethnicity, sexuality, language, and culture. Uh, your website also should be accessible to users with visual or hearing impairments. Um, I think they just started doing this on most social media. If there's a video and your audio's off, they have subtitles at play, and that's really helpful.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, lastly, some surface level trends um, include creative and kinetic typography, pastel or muted colors, organic shapes, colorful frosted glass effects, <laughs> kind of like a gradient look, um, and then ultra minimalistic design. Interesting. Broken grids, but then also grid lines.
0: Interesting. What, how would those kind of look on a jewelry store's website?
1: So we've done a couple jewelry websites that have broken grids. It just looks more like the images are flowing down the page. Um And then I think we've only done one site that has grid lines. This is very new to me. And at first it looks so dated because you're not mm-hmm. like that's what we grew up. Learning was bad, but now it's coming back in as a trend. And if it's done tastefully, I don't mind it.
0: <laughs> so. Which, uh, which of some of these trends have been like your favorite? Like within the team and the department, which ones have you been like embracing and really liking the most?
1: I think I've always been a very minimalist designer. So I'm glad that it's still ultra minimalist design is the trend. Um, if it ever goes into maximalist design, I don't know if I'll be able to handle that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also love creative typography like really large type on your banner, even without an image, just color and type that can look beautiful. I'm very comfortable with pastel and muted colors as well. But yeah. And then just trying to learn about the other ones like grid lines and look at websites that do them. Well,
0: it'll be interesting to watch and observe the trends over the next couple months Things tend to go in the cycles, so watching other industries, seeing how many other websites out there are redoing their websites, it'll be interesting to see how it performs and you know how customers enjoy it and look at it.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if large companies like Tiffany's, because they've kind of had the same aesthetic for quite a while, um, it'd be interesting to see if they took into account any of these.
0: How often do you think a jewelry store should update their website design?
1: I would say seasonally uh, for images, at least, and then a large overhaul, maybe once a year.
0: How extensive of an overhaul are we talking? Like all the global elements, banners, homepage, everything?
1: Yeah, like the layout of it. I guess you could probably stretch it out maybe one to three years, um, but definitely changing images and the content part of your homepage. Um, But the globals, like the header and footer, I guess that's okay to keep for a while.
0: Awesome. So with design changing so rapidly and new design, even old designs coming back, one important part of e-commerce for pretty much every brand is, you know, the social aspect of it. And we've been seeing, you know, an incredible rise in social commerce over the years. Have there been any like trends on the e-commerce side that you've noticed that have like touched upon the design the most?
1: Definitely, Um, social media platforms are becoming increasingly important uh, part of the e-commerce industry as consumers use them for discovery, research, and of course, purchasing. So companies need to incorporate social media into their e-commerce strategies to reach these consumers. Uh, I often purchase products through Instagram, and I do that if they're if they look like they're on top of trends. If I go to their page and it's very professional, um, so having a good um, a good online presence on Instagram, I think is really important. I guess TikTok as well. I'm not on TikTok though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're we're good millennials who watch TikToks. Two or three weeks later on Instagram, on Instagram. or YouTube, <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I, it's it's funny because my brother, my younger brothers, will send me TikToks, and so I'll see them, and then see them literally a few weeks later on Instagram. If if a, if a jewelry store is not posting reels regularly and pushing them into that feed, they are missing out on where all of the millennial attention is nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So social is obviously very important, but one of the things we've been seeing a lot of um at Punchmark over the last couple weeks couple months even is a lot of jewelry stores have been wanting to update and redo their websites maybe they launched back in 2016 2018 and they're looking for a design refresh a mobile refresh whatever that might be sarah how many designs are we producing each week and you know giving to these jewelry store owners
1: I think it's a little easier to estimate maybe per month, um, maybe five to 10 um, a month. And last year, towards the end in the fall, we had a ton of them, uh, which was very exciting. And hearing all the feedback for the EGPs has been very exciting as well. This program's really helping clients sell more online and get more foot traffic. So it's very nice to know that our designs are actually helping.
0: On a marketing side, I've been really impressed with some of the results we've been seeing from the redesigns and the relaunches. Like there are some stores that haven't touched their website in five or six years. And after the redesign, their organic traffic and SEO has just skyrocketed. It's it's incredible how much the design has an impact nowadays on basic SEO and being found by your customer locally.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So what are some of the things like when you're sitting down with the jewelry store owner and they're looking to redesign their website, what are some of the questions you ask them to kind of guide the process?
1: So we first ask them what their overall goal is in doing this redesign. Um, like, do they want to increase online sales? Do they want to just rebrand their store and their website? Or do they want more foot traffic to their store if they're not selling online? Um, and then we go from there, we go to asking about what they want to highlight on their homepage. Do they want to highlight designers, bridal jewelry, estate jewelry, jewelry? Uh, we ask them what designers they carry and then what type of imagery that they would like to use. Uh, imagery is extremely important. <laughs> um, if I land on a site and it just looks like it's not, all the imagery isn't cohesive, like a family. I'm just like, what is going on? And I'll probably exit out. <laughs> um, and we also ask them what sites they're inspired by. And it doesn't have to be a jewelry site. It could be Nordstrom or, um, Nike, anything, um, if they shop a lot and a specific website, maybe Sephora, we can even use cues from that.
0: Do you work with them to, um, incorporate elements from their like store brand? Like if they had done a big rebranding or like their design had for their brand had been like in place for, you know, decades.
1: Yes, definitely. Most stores just have their logo and colors. Once in a while, they'll have a whole design system that we can use, which is very nice. Uh, like patterns and a more extensive design system than just the logo and colors. And we have rebranded a couple of stores. I would love to do more. That's one of my favorite things, but yeah.
0: Well, if there's any stores listening that are looking for a rebrand, we'd love to talk <laughs> to them.
1: Or if I could design your packaging, I would love that.
0: <laughs> that would be a fun project. I know we've done some of that in the past, probably at Punchmark way before you and I joined, but it would be exciting to do some more of that soon. hmm One of the areas you and I work together on in our mutual departments is a jewelry store's website's uh, mega menu or mobile menu trying to help them show their best products and their best categories to any customer coming to their site, whether mobile or desktop. What are some of the best ways you found from a design perspective to showcase the different jewelry categories and products on a menu?
1: I think mega menus are a really good solution and showing a main upper category like rings and then showing a couple subcategories under that like gold rings, silver rings. That way, when they're on the homepage, they can hover over that in the main net navigation and immediately see all of that go straight to shopping on the grid. But we also have clients where it's way more simple and they just have a hamburger menu and they don't want the mega menu and all of that because it seems like too much. And then when they choose that solution, we just have the user go to a landing page that shows all of that information in subcategories, but displays it in a more visually appealing way than just the mega menu, if that makes sense.
0: (laughs) Oh, it does. Yeah. Um, And we've seen from like a marketing perspective, subtle little adjustments like putting your jewelry first and foremost versus having engagement be number one will all of a sudden increase e-commerce sales significantly. And it's just kind of aligning the analytics and your, ex- your existing customer's traffic towards what they're looking for, making it easier and simpler for them to shop with you.
1: Oh, okay. That's interesting.
0: So when you're working with a jewelry store owner to redesign a website, what does the process look like? How many meetings? Um, is it a lot of their time spent in meetings with you?
1: So there's not too many meetings with me. Um, probably more are with Lorenzo, our project manager, but we start off the project with a kickoff call or discovery meeting, and we do that over Zoom. And that's where we ask the questions I was talking about earlier, uh, the creative strategy assessment. And then after that, the design team wireframes out a couple solutions and then we decide which would be best internally and then we create a mock-up and then we send that over to the client and then they get three revisions but most clients approve it after the first one which is awesome and then we move on to the interior page designs because we want to make sure all the global elements are approved from the homepage before we start duplicating them into the interiors. And then we send those over, wait for approval, and then it's mostly just working with Lorenzo, loading in content, products, picking out which designers you want to be on your site, and. Then it comes back over to our team. We do a quality control, make sure everything looks like the mock-ups. Uh, we click through all the links, make sure they're all good as well. And then Lorenzo does his magic launching it. I have no idea how that works. <laughs> well, I have like half of an idea. But yeah, I think it's pretty easy. We try to hold the bulk of the weight on our shoulders so it's not a lot of work from you. But yeah,
0: I've heard from a number of marketing clients and just website clients from Punchmark that they're extremely happy with their final website, the redesign process, like they have nothing but praise for you and your team. And it's it's exciting watching over the next couple of months, just the traffic, the growth and overall the increased number of sales that they're seeing from going through a redesign project.
1: Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, and thank you so much for all the kind words. I love creating beautiful things and I love when they're actually helpful <laughs> um, and they're functional and not just because I tend to design form over function. I just want it to look beautiful, <laughs> um, but it's nice when it's both it has function and form. <laughs>
0: Yep. That's why we work well together. We want to make certain it looks amazing and it works really, really well.
1: Mm -hmm, Definitely. So
0: wrapping things up real quick, um, any final feedback on design, website design changes, anything?
1: I don't think so. I guess maybe uh, send your website to a wide range of ages and get feedback from people you know in your life. And if anything's confusing, if the user flow is confusing, or if some young people in your life don't like it, <laughs> maybe it's time for a redesign, but yeah. Awesome.
0: I'd I add one thing. Because 80% or more of the shoppers coming to your website are probably on their mobile phone, and we can see that through analytics and things, when you think about a redesign, look at it from a critical eye of, How is this gonna look? How is this gonna function on my phone? And look at your current website. If you're not liking the experience, it might be time to make a change. Well, thank you, Sarah, for joining me. Um, I'm glad we got a chance to talk about some of the new design changes and look forward to seeing some of the new designs uh, your team and you produce.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. And I hope what I said was coherent and (laughs) you could take something from it.
0: Oh, it was great. Thank you very much, and stay tuned to In the Loop for future episodes. We look forward to talking to you at the shows coming up. Take care. Bye bye. Everybody, that's the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. This episode was brought to you by Punchmark and produced by Michael Burpo. This episode was hosted by Stuart Blessman with guest Sarah Weeks. This was edited by Paul Suarez with music by Ross Cocker. Don't forget to rate the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave feedback at punchmark.com slash loop. That's L-O-U-P-E. We'll be back next week, Tuesday, with another episode. Thanks. Enjoy your day.